Welcome, Eppers. Football and other F words. We're back here after a wonderful game against Oakland where the Tennessee Titans went absolutely apeshit. We are going to discuss Ryan Tannehill, who continues to go off like a fucking madman since being put in the game. After Marcus Mariota couldn't get his shit together and Derrick Henry is continuing to run wild. That's literally as much as I can do off the top of my head. Football and other F words. <laughs> I'm your host, Mr. Lebowski. We've got Zach Lyons with us. And uh, Internet Keith is back on the podcast with us this Two week. Two in a row. Two in a row. Pod. Are we not doing that anymore? <laughs> we, no, haven't, we, we haven't done, we haven't done that in like 10 weeks, I oh, think. Damn. I don't think we've done it all season. I thought I nailed it. Uh, we, yeah, I, I think we cut it out. We don't know where Mike Miracles is, so for those of us that are waiting through the lineup for us to say the words Mike Miracles, you can now cut the podcast <laughs> yeah. off. He's in U- Ufala, Alabama. <laughs> Ufala. Which literally. Alfalfa. Alfalfa Sprouts, Alabama, got (laughs) more snow today than we did. (laughs) Literally. I I hear people on Twitter going, it's snow and it's happening. And then that warm front came through or whatever it was. It was warm air monster or whatever it is. Dry air monster. Dry air monster. And then it was over. The dream died. The dream died. It was snowing at like 10,000 feet. Pouring snow down here (laughs) where we are at 560 Feet above sea level, then goes shit. I saw V Love uh, has blamed the axing or the firing of the snowbird <laughs> for the Nashville snow dome. He blamed that ever since WSV fired Demetrius Kaladivos within a. Is that the penguin's actual name or is that the person behind the penguin? Now, now hold on just a fucking second. <laughs> uh, no, Demetrius Kaladivos was on uh, Channel 4 for a long, long time. And then she got fired by WSV and filed a ageism lawsuit against him. I think she won. Oh, so this actually was not the pink, the person that played the penguin. No, now they did fire Snowbird. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, I thought they, it was the Snowbird that got fired that caused Snowbird the snow got dome. fired. The for drinking, right? got fired. Oh, for drinking. I don't the think. Job? I don't think there was any alcohol involved. No. I think they he got. Just, he, oh, he, he kept heating up his fish in the microwave at lunch. He got handsy at the company Christmas party. No, that's happened. flippy. Flippy. He got yeah. flippery at the. <laughs> he got fli- He got wingy. <laughs> He got a little beaky with people. We're going to stop there because that's going to devolve into something. Anyways, if you're just tuning in, again, bad news. Mike Miracles is not with us. We literally had somebody tweet us last week that said something along the lines of, I tried to stick with you, but I'm just going to turn into the All-22 when you post it. I'm like, well, all right. That's fine. We know who you're really here to, to listen to. Um, All right. Well, we're happy for a reason. Yeah. It's because the Titans keep winning. I don't I don't know what to say other than all it, it's fucking awesome. This fucking team. This team is the team of of the NFL. It is the team to beat in the NFL right really, now. Really thought you were about to say the team of destiny. I could have. I was gonna have this to, is I, a team of destiny. I was going to have to look at you strangely. But I mean, I, I, I think they're definitely in the conversation of a top three team in the NFL because I feel like for whatever happens in the first half, the second half, they played the all three ga- all three phases of the game almost flawlessly. Like it's tr- amazing the difference between the first half and the second half with this team. And and to be honest, there are flaws on the Ravens and the Forty ers and we have our flaws too. But I mean, you're trying to tell me this is not a top three team, top five team? I mean, to me, they look like it on the field. I mean, they may not be it on paper or whatever you want to look at, but on the field, this is a this is a top five team at at the very least, the very minimum. I agree. I one hundred percent agree. I um, I think you could make a legitimate argument for currently the Titans being a top three team. 
and I don't think you take him out of the top five. Sure, I mean, I've got rose-colored glasses on, but the team is, and again, I've, I've said this for the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to keep emphasizing it, that the two things that I'm happiest to see right now is that the deficiencies on the Titans are being overcome by really, really good football play. Yeah. And, for instance, Tannehill gave up, with, which looked like a pick six, and ended up putting the wood to old boy, which we'll get back to in a minute. My God, so that was the, a tackle. <clears throat> so the turnover ended up, you know, not, I mean, they did score on that ensuing drive, but the turnover in the long, in the, you know, in the, in the scheme of things didn't end up hurting the Titans uh, at the end of the game. I'm just completely losing my train of thought. The second is that the Titans defense secondary was not holding up that great. But the offense continues to outscore the defense's <laughs> deficiencies. And, and third off, the, the halftime adjustments continue to really, really surprise me with this team. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> you know, Keith was saying right before the uh, podcast started that he went, did you go to the gym in the third quarter? Ooh, I wasn't going to out you like that to our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I went, to the, I went to the gym at halftime and uh, watched the third quarter while I pumped some fucking iron, bro. <laughs> But it's like, if you're going to go do something, it's like the third quarter is like the time not to do it with this team this yeah. year. If anything, you need to start missing just the second quarter, I feel like. Yeah, it is. The second quarter is when the when it starts to go downhill just a touch. But, again, that's why I say all that to say this. I legitimately think you can consider them in the top five right now because this team is playing lights out, continues to play lights out. And I don't think anybody wants to play this team right now, to be honest with you. I'm sure the Texans are really dreading this game. I cannot wait to see what they show up to the stadium in because they were in the dodgeball uniforms last week. Then Mortal Kombat was two weeks before or something. Yeah. So what are, what are those fucking losers going to dress up like this week? Yeah, well, you know, show up dressed up like clowns. So what do you think, uh, Keith? Top three, five, ten? Are we being way too overrating in our ratings? You're Mr. Despondency, I mean, so tell us. I. I had a pretty good workout. I would probably put it in the top three of, of like this week for sure. It's good pump up music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, I really got, I got everything I wanted to get accomplished, accomplished, and I did it in a in a speedy manner. We're still know? talking about your workout, right? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about the team? What team? <laughs> uh, the Titans are great. I think they're like you guys said. I think they're top three. Um. I put them behind like the Ravens and probably the Chiefs. I think we're playing better than the the Patriots are just because the Patriots look like dog shit on offense right now. But um, the bad news is, is assuming that we take care of business and we keep rolling like we're currently playing, is that we're going to end up having to play one or two of those teams on our way to. We would either play more we either play buffalo or texans because i think those are the pretty much the two locks it could be the steelers but yeah and at wild card and then we'd end up playing either the ravens or the patriots and listen the patriots are not guaranteed to win their own division sure. they could be a wild card team because um the bills play them and the steelers and i think they're pretty pretty close to um I mean, losing that division. As much as I, I hate to give the Bills credit for anything, because their fan base is starting to creep into my top five of fan bases I despise. They'll take care of themselves. They'll keep jumping off of shit, and, <clears throat> and eventually sure. they'll just have a couple of guys who are just fans. I mean, that's, I have a lot of trouble just you know putting, giving 
any credence to a group of people who will sneak in bags of their own piss to throw at opposing fans in your own stadium. In your own stadium. It's like Goodfellas. She would spit on her own floor when the cops would come in. Why are you spitting on your own floor anyways? So I, I, I don't want to give the Bills credit for too much, but I love the fact that the AFC East has some actual competition yeah. with the Patriots. And, and I mean, you know, you can't ever discount, you know, the Patriots, yeah. you know, it, once it hits December or, well, it is December, I guess once it hits January, but they got to get there and get that home field advantage. They need that home field advantage at this point because they need people to come play in cold weather outside with their fans because it's not, I if I was a Patriot fan because I've won so many games, I'm probably not going to travel to a game. Let's, all right. I'm going to do this because it is uh, Tuesday. You're probably listening to this on a Wednesday. Release yeah, it on yeah, Wednesday, I, right? I should be able to release yeah, it on Wednesday. So you're listening to this on a Wednesday. So chances are you've probably listened to all these elaborate breakdowns of the game. Up until now, you don't want to hear us three chuckle fucks go off about it because you're probably tuned in to listen to Mike and you're, again, turning it off. But, <laughs> but in all seriousness, let's devolve for a second. The Patriots fans booing the offense. Do you have a problem with that? Oh, man, dude, I, I'm not a big booer of your own team. Yeah. And it's not that I necessarily think that people should or shouldn't. I, I normally don't. I don't think I've ever done it. I can't think of a time I've actually booed my own team. Um, you know, I've, I've, it, I wouldn't even waste the time. I think that's, if I'm a Patriots fan, I wouldn't waste time. Okay, so I'm an Alabama fan. Very... I think they're very equal fan bases in the fact that they both come from dynasties that have won a lot this last decade and such, right? Yeah. When we lost to LSU, uh, I was not too shocked, but I was not, I kind of felt, okay, so we lost, we'll get back into the playoffs because we're not losing to anybody else on the, on the thing. And somehow Georgia will fuck up and all that kind of stuff. And then we lost to Auburn. So it sucked, okay? So we don't we don't get in there. But I would never boo Alabama, right? I mean, we've won a lot. It, it, to me, it's there's no energy in me right now to feel like this team sucks. I feel like the need to hate them, boo them, blah, blah, blah. It's just not our year, right? I mean, there's always going to be next year for us as an Alabama fan. And so... To me, it's, there's no sense in wasting energy to hate this team or be sad that we didn't make the playoffs this year. Big whoop. We've won a lot, blah, blah, blah. Patriots booing Tom Brady and this offense and Julian Edelman. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of uh, lowbrow for them, but they're Boston. I mean, have you been to have y'all been to Boston? Yeah. Ugliest city in America. And that's I've been to Buffalo. But the, the difference is, is that there's only like 10 people in Buffalo that ever come outside. So, you know, you don't have a lot of people to judge off of, but Boston people are everywhere and they're all fucking ugly. They are, they are, uh, they are hideous per, they have to be the ugliest fucking city per capita. Per capita. The, the, and the, that includes cities in Kentucky. The accent's not helping anything at all. No, no. You're fucking. So. Yeah. All right, so Keith, I think it's low class. Let me ask this. Set aside your feelings, because Zach has no feelings at all against Boston people. Set aside your feelings for Boston Patriots fans in general. As a fan, when you are thinking, I should start booing, do you have to consider the fact that the team in front of you has given you six recent Super Bowls? 
I really only think there's ever one time that you should build your own team, and that that is when they've given up and they're very obviously not trying. That's about the only time I think you should reasonably boo your your the team that you're a fan of. So the last um, twenty years of the Jags, hey hey uh, but that being said, it is Boston, but there's Boston and there's Philly and both those fan bases are just terrible. And so I am not surprised that it happened, but yeah, I mean, I don't understand the, the thought process behind it. Other, I mean, I guess they're just fucking hammered and they're just like, oh, this isn't going how I wanted, boo. But like, you don't think <laughs> boo. You don't think they know that they're not doing what they want? Like, this isn't working? You don't think they know that? Yeah. They, you can, they designed you know the that, whole game yeah. plan. These you know that Tom Brady's pissed. Right. You know Bill Belichick is pissed. Yeah. Like, you just know that they're this team, you know this team was expecting to kind of just stroll on through. They got young at skill position, you know, certain skill positions. They were they drafted a couple, you know, that offensive lineman, and he got injured last year and this year. You know they were kind of expecting just to roll on through, and this is this is some struggle. This is they're on a struggle bus that we have never seen. Like usually we see this in September, but and and they struggle for like a game here and there, and then they yeah. just turn it on. This has been a long time struggle for them, and yeah. it's I mean it Decem- was bound to happen. They, December is cruise control for typically, New yeah, yeah. They traded for Muhammad Sanu, so yeah. you know it's bad, yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, I don't. I don't get the point of it because what? I mean, what? How? What, like, why can you be upset? Like, I don't understand. You got six years. You knew the ride was going to end at some point, right? How, you got all tempting, these Super Bowls. How tempting is it for Robert Kraft to call Antonio Brown? Do you think like he dials his number but then doesn't like like call an ex girlfriend? Well, apparently, uh, Antonio Brown's been talking mad shit about robert Kraft consistently on social media i haven't seen that yeah, he's been, I do. He, well he's been posting him his picture in a patriots uniform saying man if only y'all had something you know this guy yeah the, the, <laughs> I, I follow him on twitter he is entertaining for that he's entertaining because he posts multiple times a day and then he just gets eviscerated yeah and then he starts trying to clap back at people and it only i mean it just gets much much worse so <laughs> i i bet i bet robert Kraft is like he he starts writing a text message and then he looks at it and then he deletes it. It's, I'm telling you, he's got just drafts all up in his yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, it's when you're trying to think like, man, I hit her up and you look over and you're like, man, it's 10:45. I can't be doing that. She's gonna know what's up. Then you're like, she's gonna know what's up if I text her at three o'clock in the afternoon. At this point, <laughs> you're, you're you're looking at like one like three thirty in the morning. Uh, this is where they're at because they have no weapons on offense. They have none. It, it's bad. They have it's none. There bad, was a bad. there was a play I pointed out to Zach when we were watching the game. Um, where was that? Jonathan's yeah. Germantown. We're watching the uh, the Titans game, obviously, and uh, Edelman comes across the middle and the ball just hits him in the elbow, yeah. and Edelman doesn't even turn to try to grab it. Like it was obvious that the timing was off, but it was all obvi- it was obvious like. Edelman wasn't expect just you just don't see that with the Patriots you don't see it with Edelman you don't see it from Brady he's been wrong all year and it which makes me laugh thinking about last February I guess when we were talking about does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame after his playoff performance last year which he doesn't 
No. I mean, he just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, mate, that game, I'm sure his cleats or gloves or helmet are, are in Canton because that's something, what they do often. But, I mean, he just never did. It, no. What's the funny part of this, and then we'll, we'll shift back to the Titans because I can't stand talking about the Patriots. But the funny thing about the Patriots, and, and specifically Tom Brady, was for the last two years, anytime the Patriots have had some kind of struggles, again, early to mid-year, there is a slew of reporters that start doing the whole are the Patriots slash Tom Brady done? Is he washed up? Blah, blah, blah. What do they do? They go into like animal mode. Now it's kind of obvious that something is off, that Brady has lost a step. Uh, like I said, I forgot who I was saying it to the other night. It seems like kickers and quarterbacks hit that wall in the NFL at the same speed, which is 100 to zero. Yeah. And, and Brady looks like he's actively hitting the wall. But there's not a reporter out there that really wants to go down that road this yeah, year I've, I've because heard they it, get eviscerated. Yeah, they I've heard a few people who teeter on the line, right? Yeah. They're they're saying this is not the same team, but let's wait till January. Yeah, of course, yeah. And because I don't, because they, they actively say no, it, I don't want to have egg on my face. You know, we always doubt them every year, and then they get into the playoffs. No, I I agree. I mean, unfortunately, there's still the part of me that's like I don't want to ever count them out at all because they could get into the playoffs and again go into animal mode, but. I personally, to answer this question that I asked, I think it's bullshit of Patriots fans, even setting aside how I know Patriots fans are. I do think you have to stop in the moment and think, I mean, the guy at the helm, number 12 out there, has given you the best two decades of football that any other fan base combined in the NFL has. And you're going to open your trap and start booing. I I, I think you got to stop yourself and think, man, this sucks. I may not see a Super Bowl out of this team this year, but the other 31 teams in the league are just hoping that they're going to get a Super Bowl appearance for the chance to win a Super Bowl. The average Patriots fan is thinking, I wonder if I'm going to get three more fucking rings this year. You know, like, it's just, it's trash. It's trash behavior. Yeah. So, all right. Back to the Titans. <clears throat> Back to the Titans. I, I got us off topic there. Let's talk about Tannehill laying that fucking wood. What a hell of a tackle by him. I love that he bounces outside. Unbelievable. It becomes untracked. It looks like the big guys are starting to plan their own celebration, and then he just comes across the field and lays the wood. Yeah, he outran the guy who was trying to block him, who seemed like slightly uninterested in doing that, uh, and then came across the field and just laid out this defensive lineman with a, like, Beautiful form tackle. It was, it was not only a beautiful form tackle, that was a hit stick Madden tackle. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I was like, I thought that someone was going to catch him from behind, right? And at first I was like, okay, nobody's getting him. And then I saw people coming. And then, because then you see Tannehill, like, leave the screen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, a miss, ballistic missile just comes in and crashes <laughs> into him. It was. And he took him off his feet. Yeah. Yeah. And the that's Mohurst. And Mohurst is a big boy. The yeah. slow motion tackle was beautiful but it just i mean i'll say this i don't really want to go down this road too hard but it's starting to get under my skin a little bit there there's a it's admittedly a much smaller minority week over week than it is the previous week but there's still people out there that seem to don't they they're they claim to be titans fans it's mainly on social media but don't want to complete the process of being a titans fan because mario has been benched and week over week, they take to social media and remind those of us that are happy that our collective football team, not just one person, our entire football team is doing well, that 
either the Titans didn't give Mariota a chance or wait till Tannehill hits the wall or whatever it is, you know. Back several weeks ago when I was ballyhooing and pissing and moaning about not wanting to go to Titans games because all they do is disappoint me and I haven't had a desire to go to a home game. And they start winning. I went to a couple of home games in a row. They've been outstanding. The crowd level has been great, even though the crowd level has been small. I mean, what's the one thing I said? I've been saying it on the podcast every single week. Just watch the game and enjoy yourself. And that's the biggest thing I want to say to those out there that are really just still hung up on the Mariota thing. Look, I get it. Your guy isn't starting. I I know that's painful. I don't quite understand it, but I, I get that you're still frustrated by it. But you're missing the opportunity to watch a really good football team. Well, and here's what I want to say to that. I see people that I see the Mariota stands say that the Ryan Tannehill stands are just bashing Marcus at every turn. That's not, I, I mean, I don't know who you're following, but I follow a lot of the Titans people and a lot of Titans stuff pops up on my feet, right? I have a lot of fans and that we follow and everything like that. I, I, the people bring in, I think they're making that up, first off, that we're just posting tweets. People are just posting tweets, uh, you know, condemning Marcus, right? Has not happened that I've seen since probably for four weeks, I, I would say. Yeah. The, the next thing is, you know who I see commenting on Ryan Tannehill uh, tweets uh, or tweets about Ryan Tannehill that are articles and all that stuff? Are the Mariota stand saying, well, just wait till Tannehill gets, you know, falls off the cliff? Yes. Like, if you're a fan of the team, you shouldn't put the... First off, I'm, I'm a big... I don't know. It, it, it may sound like I'm a, I'm a hypocrite or something. I... I get, I like you said, I get it, right? I get that they're mad and everything, but why are you still mad? Marcus isn't on social media. He has no clue that you're out here fighting the good fight for him. He And let me tell you something. I frankly don't think he gives a shit if you are or not. He's living his life. If he cared what other people thought, he'd be on social media. If he cared what other people thought, he'd probably be a little bit more vocal on different avenues that he's, he's had to be vocal. I just don't think he gives a shit. I mean, I, he doesn't I mean, give a shit. He's not one of those celebrities checking for mentions. He's yeah. and and he's not a celebrity that's ever going to have a burner. He's not a celebrity that's going to reply to you. I mean, he doesn't give a fuck. He just <laughs> does not give a fuck about you. Let me and let me say this: a lot of athletes do give a fuck what people say. Roger Saffold is one, right? We know Roger Saffold cares what people say about him on 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 Twitter. We know that Taylor One does. Marcus doesn't because he doesn't have a, an account. He does not care. You, I do not think that he is out here scrolling through Twitter saying, man, I really hope people are defending me out there today. I really need it. Well, he's, you know, while he's making $20 million, <laughs> he, he's really worried about, oh, man, I hope people are throwing gifs out there and, you know, I hope they're talking bad about Ryan Tannehill and blah, 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 blah. He, I'm sorry. He just man. doesn't give a fuck about you. Big Dick Titans Tick Six doesn't really like me. I, I gotta say that's really hurtful shit he yeah. posted about me on there. Yeah, I mean, gotta really change his mind. He doesn't care if you're hating him. He doesn't care if you're defending him. He just doesn't fucking give a shit. So why are you wasting your energy defending someone who does not give a shit? The only thing I can think it would be is like Oregon fans who 
became Titans fans for Marcus. Uh, there's that. quite yeah. a bit of that. Uh, yeah, and, and but, there is, but I mean, but it's the dumb. savior complex that they it's, have that they feel like they have to save right. Marcus. And even when you're not talking about Marcus, you can post something about a, ta- a Tannehill stat. Right. And, you know, it's never been done. Uh, Titans Film Room posted up a... Uh, I know y'all hate it when I say GIF and y'all cringe, but it's never going to stop. Uh, GIF of... Uh, or a clip of the Mark or the Ryan Tannehill throw. Oh, I can't remember which throw it was, but it was a tight window throw. And uh, it went to double coverage. I can't remember who caught the ball or anything off the top of my head right now. I think it was Ferkser, wasn't it? I Johnny? think so. It was yeah, maybe one of those. I think it was the Johnu and reception. And then this guy, and that all that's all he said was, you know, tight window throw, play action, something. He just described it. This guy, I, I do not remember his name. Re- quote tweets it and says something along the lines of, oh, like Marcus never did this and blah, 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 and he did it in the Dallas game. Darius Jr., blah, 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 blah. Not everything is a slide against Marcus. Just, like, let it fucking go. Let it go. I can guarantee you this. Marcus has let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week we kind of talked about... Um, camping. Well, outside of the camping N- conversation Nazis. that we had. And the meth Nazis. Uh, we talked about um, the things that we wanted to see in this week's game last week. Oh. Um, and I think we saw a lot of the same, a lot of those things. I think we saw like the offense continue to rumble on in a nice clip. We had Derrick Henry's success. We had Ryan Tannehill's success. Um, I remember mentioning like the tight ends. I would like to see them get into some work. And we had Ferkser and Smith and even Michael Pruitt get in some good stuff. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if this is, I was at the gym and I missed this part, (laughs) but was there, uh, I feel like there wasn't necessarily a great pass rush throughout this game. Am I wrong on that? You're talking about from the Titans against, against the, the Raiders. Yeah. There seemed to, you are correct. Um, I, I say that as in, I don't anecdotally remember, there being a lot of sacks, as, as a matter of fact, if I if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like Carr was only sacked once. Is that correct, Zach? Carr was only sacked once. I would have to check, but I know that Tannehill was not sacked at all. Uh, Carr was sacked by Simmons at least once, right? I think. Yeah, so, I don't know, so, Keith. I just said I don't know. So right? let's just keep asking him until he finds it. No, but um, somewhere in the middle of the game, yes, yeah, Simmons did have uh, a big boy sack. But uh, that sounded fucking awful. Oh, God damn it. That really just... That word boy and with sack. Young Jeffrey. I just... Had a big boy sack. Did you say young Jeffrey? Well, no, I didn't say young... He's making it much worse. Two sacks. Two sacks. (laughs) So... Two sacks for young Jeffrey. Both? No, no, no. I just wanted to say young Jeffrey sacks. I don't know. I mean, it, it just... There wasn't a lot of... Didn't seem to be a consistent rush. Right. Yeah. It did not. Um, and also we need to talk about Ryan suck up. Well, let's talk to him after we come back with Mike miracles on the phone. Oh, is miracles going to join he us? He is going to join us. All right. We are going to take a little bit of a break to give ourselves a pause so that we can get the guy on the phone that you all actually want to fucking Man, hear. those people that turned off earlier are going to be real pissed <laughs> when they pissed. see people talk about Mike we're miracles to, on the podcast. We're going to have to put that on Twitter. Yeah. No, I think we should. They should. They should learn to listen to the whole episode. Yeah, Easter egg. If I can get these fucking cords untangled. All right. 
All right, we're back, and we are joined by Mike Miracles, who heard our pleas of not having a good enough fourth guest on the podcast. And gentlemen, this is the first time all four of us have been on the microphone in quite a while. Ooh, Michael, I appreciate you joining us from the uh, uh, where? What is the palatial estate you're staying in? You're in the uh, penthouse of the Embassy Suites in downtown Birmingham. That is um, not accurate <laughs> at all, but a very close. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to join us. Zach wanted to kind of jump back a little bit to the Tannehill interception early in the game. That was in the first quarter, correct? Right. It was like it was, the, it was the like the very first play. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah so, very, very first drive. Yeah. Very first drive. Um, this is the you were in the car. You're in the lift <clears throat> on the way over. Oh, that's right. You with your lovely lift driver. Listen to this. I had a lift driver who was in a Colts fan and an Ohio State fan refused to put the Titans game on the radio and insisted oh. on talking my face off about both the Colts and Ohio State. You remember in Terminator 2 where Schwarzenegger jumps off the back of that truck, grabs the steering wheel of the 18-wheeler and wrecks it on purpose? That's how I want to get out of that fucking Uber. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I can't control myself by getting off topic tonight, but Zach, <laughs> where was the direction you want to go with the, with the pick? Basically... So the interception happened, right? And at that point, I was with Murph of who owns uh, For the Ville six one five For the Ville six one five dot com. Great shirts, yeah, great shirts. Not one hundred percent cotton piles of shit. Actual comfortable shirts. He's also not very good at fantasy football. He is awful at fantasy football. I wonder if For the Ville can make him a dress to wear. He's also a very nice boy. He is a very nice boy. Uh, I don't know why we have started saying we're boy never, tonight. We're literally but, never going to answer this question. Uh, but anyway, interception happens. And I look at, and then we're at the bar, lots and lots of Titans fans. And they're, you know, they all throw their hands up and get all mad. And, you know, I, I, you know, I get mad for like a second. I look at Murph and I go, we're still going to win this game. This changes nothing. This hap- we've seen this we've seen this story play out for the last few weeks where we do some stupid turnover and then we come back and win the game. And it's just a different team and it's a different quarterback behind there. And I think Twitter just kind of needs to, you know, settle down. If yep. the first interception or first fumble, just don't even talk because you're gonna end up probably at this point, ninety percent of the time, look fucking stupid. <laughs> It's true. I feel like Ryan Tannehill is making a lot of people go back and delete tweets. Like, yeah. <laughs> and not enough the people. Tweet eraser. Yeah, he's not. In, there's not enough people deleting tweets or second guessing no. themselves before sending a, a tweet. Ma- matter of fact, I'm going to retweet yeah. it tomorrow at some point. I, I debated whether or not I should, but I think I'm going to. It's the original tweet from um, Adam Schefter back in was it March or May when we acquired Tannehill? I think it was March. March. Is yeah. March. Mm-hmm. And the comments under the majority of comments under that are pretty bad. I, they, they're pretty bad. I mean, you know, hindsight's always a bitch, but <laughs> these are these are particularly bad. The majority of them are from Titans fans. Um, they're kind of they're kind of fun to read right now. But Mike, kind of to go further to what Zach's saying is that what's nice about this Titans team right now is that mistakes don't seem to haunt them for all four quarters. And they seem to be able to snap right back out of it on the very next drive and just take care of business and move on. Yeah, I, I think it's a confidence thing, too, because they know that they are going to be able to put points on the board. So when you go out and you make a mistake and you get down early, they know the game's not over. 
because they have that confidence of several weeks now of, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to move the ball, we're going to score points, we're going to get our opportunity. Is it easy enough for me to say? Whoa. Wow. Yikes. Somebody reset them. Jesus. (laughs) Professional podcast here. Control, alt, delete. Restart that. Wouldn't happen if you'd chosen a comfort end. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, all right. I kind of feel like we've talked a little bit about Oakland enough, even though we've barely talked about the game at all. Well, I mean, it, we blew them out. And, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I think everybody kind of had that feeling that, okay, we're going to blow them out. Well, and, and, and all seriousness. We doubled their points. In all seriousness, here's why I want to move this conversation forward. Not because we can't seem to stay on topic tonight, but it's because we're at that part of the season where you want NFL teams to be rolling downhill. And I mean rolling downhill with momentum, not rolling downhill like the NFC East. I mean like <laughs> rolling downhill <laughs> with momentum. And again, this is why I have to bring up the fact that you, you, you've you got to be very, very pleased as a Titans fan about what the Titans are doing right now because they look like a team you absolutely don't want to face at all. So at this point in the season, the, the train's rolling downhill. It's gained a lot of momentum and the next team in our way, we absolutely have to have to beat. The Houston Texans. Real quick before we get to the Texans, Mike. Yes. Where does this team rank right now? This t- team rank for among all thirty-two teams. Chips on the table. Oh, for uh, just right now, where where are the Titans? Yeah, where do you where do you what kind of what number team are they? Are they you know top ten team, top five, top three, uh, top fifteen? Are you a fucking loser and think they're bottom thirty-two? I, let's say I'll say top. Let's say six. Ah, uh, why can't you, go, you go so just go clearly, top five? So clearly, the Titans are ranked sixth. Or you would have chosen that range. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. We're talking. Ravens are up there. The Niners are up there. The Saints are up there. The Chiefs are up there for me. Are they? And they're, and I think the Titans are right, like in the bottom part of that class right there. I, let me say some. I think the Chiefs are kind of, I think they're getting pumped up off their previous reputation. Because Keith said the same thing. He thinks the Chiefs are a number two team in the NFL. I don't see that. I don't see that. They 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 look pretty shitty. I would like to correct my stance. No. I, I think the Chiefs are probably three. Oh, Titans two? Titans are probably four. The 49ers are number two. Oh. Man, that's the the segment did not go the I, way I planned. I don't know that I'd go Chiefs top three, but I'll put them in the top five. Yeah, I mean maybe top. Like I'd put them top, top six. But, <laughs> but the fact that we're arguing about whether the Titans might be better than the the Chiefs right now is unbelievable, considering where this season started. Well, right. Which is why Lebowski. We got to talk about the we got to talk about the Texans. We yeah. have to talk about the. Excuse me. The home environment this crowd needs to bring. Butts and seats. We need them. Butts and seats. Now, if you're listening to this podcast. Cheeks and seats. Yeah. What did you just say? Cheeks and seats. I'm glad it was cheeks. I didn't know what I thought you said. I thought you said feet and seats. And I I was like, what? I I thought it was feet, but then I thought maybe it was something even nastier. I didn't know where, how, but I just figured if someone was. I'm not Rick Ryan. All right. Teats and seats. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to get up to the microphone, sir. This is how a podcast sitting, works. He's sitting back. Not he's very sitting. despondent, Donna. Right, so chances, very despondent. chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already thinking dumbasses. I'm going to the. But 
this is one of those opportunities where you need to tell your family and friends, people who have been out, people who pulled a Lebowski and were, you know, pretty despondent about going to home games. Look, set all your differences aside with the home game experience. They're going code blue. They being the Titans, the Titans are going code blue. The Titans are trying to pull out stops to make sure that you get there. There are plenty of tickets available. I was looking today. There are very reasonably priced tickets, even down, even sitting in the 100s. You can find a two-pack of tickets for, I'd say, $150 to $200 to sit in the lower bowl. Which, by the way, the lower bowl is a hell of a place to sit. It's a lot yeah. of fun down there. So, I, and let, let me say this. The views from an end zone may not be great, because that's just how it is at every stadium. Yeah. But the, the, the parties are in the end zone. That's where the drunk, r- fun Titans fans are actually right. at. <laughs> that's where the watermelon sits. Yes. Is it the end zone? I thought he was on the sidelines. Watermelon. Yeah, the, no, the watermelon is on the artist. Formerly, like, like a watermelon yeah. now. Yeah, the artist formerly known as pineapple. Man. The artist formerly known as pineapple. But where I want to take this is that the tailgates in the parking lot need to be ripping too. Yeah, I mean we need to be able to show Texans fans when they show up that it's going to be a hell of a game. Well, you, you guys know? are tailgating lot A, right? Yeah, lot A. Yep, lot we're going to be there. We're going to be doing our part. Lot A. I'm gonna. I'm gonna definitely migrate over and uh, and see and make an appearance at the. Uh, V Love slash Jefferson. Is it a paid appearance? A paid appearance. It is not a paid appearance. Mm. Better get that changed. You need a new agent. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm getting. (laughs) I'm getting stiffed. (laughs) Call my my boy. But um. I mean, he's famous. He's got his own video, fan video, and stuff. So I think he can spare some change. Zach is. Zach is. Zach unfortunately can't go to the game. He's traveling for work. Yes. Um, Well, no. I wish it was for work. Well, that'd be a better excuse. But this was. I thought it was going to be for work, so that's why I didn't try to get an early flight back. But uh, I was going to go from Chicago to California, but now all the flights are screwed up, and I'm not going to California, so I'm just missing the game because life sucks. Hmm. (laughs) That's unfortunate. It is. It is. That's really unfortunate. But I'll be there at that New Orleans game. Keith is missing the game for work? Is it work? You're going to Mississippi? You can call it that. Okay, so but now. <laughs> well, what would you call it? We're over two now. Pleasure. Oh, oh, there's no pleasure in Mississippi. Not a drop. <laughs> That's gross. Anyway, he's so been now, reading these stadium in reviews yeah, for later, he's, he's and he all, is just he's fucked up. Mike, you're going to the game, correct? Yes, I will be there. Very good, very good. I will be at the game as well. It's going to be a good time. But Titans fans, I mean, we show up, show up early, wear your light blue. And uh, get get ready to get weird because uh, we absolutely need to be as loud as possible because the Texans team, even though they got trounced by Denver last week, every team has a bad game. And I, I'm afraid that the Texans may have just had a bad game. What do you think, Mike? I, I do think they had a bad game. And I do think that the crowd will have a chance to influence this game uh, maybe more than usual because we're all intentionally to the NFL and fall starts and he had three last week in the game. So if that if that stadium is loud and he, he's not a, he's not being able to hear the the count, good chance he's going to end up giving you a few uh, five yard breaks there. Very nice. And that was for those that couldn't understand when Mike kept dipping his head in uh, water. He was talking about Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing can, can over there in Alabama, but it is. It sounded a little awful at that point. It's during some of that. Mike, if I put you it, on this. If I put you on the spot and ask you playoff percentages and chances and all that for the next three games, can you talk effectively about that? Yeah. See, this is why we have you. It's not for your oh. looks. 
I thought fun. it was for my bathtub uh, vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely for that. All right, so Mike, how important is it for the Titans to beat the Texans on Sunday? Just this first game. So it's it's pretty important. We're talking about like a jump of about twenty percent for their playoff odds, and the division percentages are basically they have to win this one. So um, they technically could win the division if they don't win this game, but it's going to be much harder and it's going to rely on them beating the Saints, beating the Texans, and then getting the Texans to lose to the Bucks, which is all possible, but it gets a lot harder if you don't take care of business at, on your home field. Well, let me ask this, and I hope that this doesn't sound like a stupid question because I was thinking about this on the way over. Is it harder for the Titans to get a wild card than to get the division spot? It actually is, I think, because the Steelers are going to own the tiebreaker unless uh, some very specific things happen. So the Bills need to beat the Steelers this week. The Titans need to beat the Texans at least once, and then the Titans would be able to hold the tiebreaker. So it, it gets a little messy Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. The Steelers need to lose to the Bills in one other game. For Which the they have the Ravens the and the Jets. Jets, yep. And the Ravens may be resting starters in Week 17. So, so they're... No, I'm sorry, keep going. Uh, so, I was going to say, the Titans control their own destiny more in the division than they do in the wild card. <laughs> That's a little wild. Let me let me ask this. How important is it? Does it matter for the Titans? If the Titans sweep the Texans, obviously there's there's really no reason or no importance for them to beat the Saints. Am I correct? Right. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's that's a division win. Titans beat the Texans, beat the Saints, lose to the Texans, wheat seventeen. How ugly does that get? So you're saying the Titans beat the Texans, lose to the Saints? No. Win. Split the Texans, yeah. lose, and but beat the Saints. So, what do what do they? What does the Texans do at Tampa Bay? That because that matters. Yeah, I got it yeah, up that, on my that, screen. That's what that's what it ended up coming down to for the division is: do the Texans beat the Bucks? If they do, then the Texans get the division. If they lose to the Bucks, the Titans win the division. But if the Titans end up ten and six, they could still get in as a wild card if the Steelers lose too. But the Steelers have to lose two games in that in that case. So that's correct. Essentially, here, in my opinion, I think if you're a Titans fan, you want to send your team on the road week 17, knowing that they've already gone up 1-0 against the Tech. I, I I think that's the position you want to be. It's not trying to deal with the mathematical possibility of getting a wild card or some crazy thing happening with the division. The Titans need to be able to get it done the next three weeks. And honestly, I think the team that's on the field can can actually do that. And the, it's also some opportunity to be flexing some primetime games, which is yeah, absolutely. very fun, especially the Saints game. They're actually talking about, depending on what happens, I believe, this weekend, enacting the six-day policy yes. and flexing us in, depending on what happens this weekend. So... Mike, I'm going to ask you this. I don't know if you know how to answer this, but I'll throw it out there anyway. So get ready, asshole. 
Um, <laughs> to flex a game, normally for Sunday night football, there's a 15-day policy. They right. basically want to have 15 days out to flex. All parties, I'm assuming that means both teams and the NFL, along with the network, have agreed to evaluate it in a six-day period. So Texans, let's say, I'm assuming the Titans beat the Texans. This ends up like an, looking like a really super sexy game. You're looking at a Sunday night game in Nashville against the Saints, which should be pretty buck wild. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a decent chance that, especially if they flex that game into the night spot, that the Titans would know that they'll either be able to clinch a wild card spot or a division championship Shit. in that game. So if they beat the Texans and the Texans lose to the Bucks earlier in that uh, in that weekend, then they would know that the division title is at stake in that game, which would be pretty exciting. I mean, how hyped are you hearing that if you're a Titans fan? The fact that you could be looking at a week from this Sunday, setting up a tailgate and getting blown out of your gourd all day and then rolling (laughs) into a nighttime Titans game for a playoff spot or the division championship. What's the last time you've been able to say that as a Titans fan? Last year. I mean, technically (laughs) last year, but yeah. The the Colts game was that. But let's, let's be honest. But that let's, was Blaine. Give me the chips back, Keith, because I want to put them on the table. The chips on the table here. The last two years, did did you really expect this Titans team to go into the playoffs and do anything meaningful? Well, technically, when I woke up, I that, don't want to hear technicalities. Well, I want to. I'm just saying, when feeling. I woke up that morning, I was feeling good, and then they talked about Marcus midday through the 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 tailgate and told us that he was not playing. Then that's when it all went to shit. Did anybody yep. expect two years ago when that team beat Kansas City that they were going to have any shot against New England? No, none whatsoever. No, no I, I, I was shocked when they came down and took a lead, and I was like, oh, my God, are they actually going to play in this game? Yeah, no, let me, let I don't even know why we organized a watch party at the pub that night. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> if somehow circumstances worked out this year, would you be confident from the team you've seen on the field today to go up to New England and get a playoff win? They would whoop that Absolutely. ass. The, I mean, that's the point. That's what I'm driving at. Yeah. Is that this year, the team I'm watching gives me more confidence that they can actually make a deep run in the playoffs. Whereas the last few years, I'm like, just get in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. It's like you're outside the door of an awesome nightclub. You're like, just fucking let me in. I don't care if I can't afford anything. I just want to stand there. <laughs> yeah, they, they would they would wax the Patriots' ass. There's so, no doubt in my mind. Doesn't matter where the game's at either. I don't care. They're going to whoop that ass. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I feel way more confident about this team than I have about any Titans team since at least 2008, and and even maybe more than the, two, the 2008 team. Yeah, because in hindsight, when you're when you go back and look at the 2018, it makes me wonder how we even got to 13 and three. To be honest with you, because I mean, Kerry Collins did. I mean, he didn't really do anything, and he was like half broken. It felt like. But during the time, you were like, this team is unstoppable. I mean, it was just unstoppable until they played uh, the Brett Favre Jets that they lost that first game to. They dropped to. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, but then when it you got in the playoffs, you're thinking, okay, well, they can they could probably win this. And then fumble, fumble getting had it happened, uh, and it was awful. Uh, let's not talk about the 2008 team anymore. Yeah. This All team right. is better than that team. So, Mike, yeah. I'm going to ask you the question I feel like I ask you every week. What do we need to see out of the Titans against Texans? I mean, the biggest thing is you want the offense to keep cooking. That that's 
that's what's going to carry this team ultimately. The defense is good. It's not it's not playing at the level that it was earlier this year, but the offense is really what carries teams more often than the defense. So the Titans finally have a good offense. It's reliable. It's consistent. And I want to see them come out and dump another 30 or 40 burger on Houston. So any early hopes or glimmers from injury reports or practices or anything of the like that the Titans are going to be able to field a little bit better secondary than, uh, than last week. I guess we'll get news tomorrow on Wednesday. I guess people are listening to it today. Um, so injury report for the first for the week will be, will be today, but I don't know. It, uh, Jackson and Sims, neither one practiced at all last week. So it makes me a little bit pessimistic that we're going to see them play by Sunday. So we we'll we need a Dory. Yes, I, I'm I'm not saying that he's going to be the deciding factor, but it could be the deciding factor in a shootout game more than anything else is having a Dory out there. They need him, especially if Will Fuller plays. Yes, Mike, do you have any concerns about Derrick Henry? I do have some concerns. Oh, check him at the door, you fucking pansy. <laughs> I, I mean, hamstrings are no joke. Listen, like, this motherfucker told you on Twitter, Derrick Henry told you on Twitter, it don't matter if I'm out there on one leg, I'm going to fucking run. I know, I know, and I love him for that, but he's way better when he's on two legs. He didn't look bad on one leg. I know, he, he really is amazing, but... That sec that second gear wasn't quite there, and that's what I, I feel like he kind of needs to break those long runs. I'm not worried. I'm the, the total opposite of worry wart Mike, who thinks the sky's falling around him. I am not worried at all. <laughs> you hear that, Mike? That's what we have you on the podcast for, so that <laughs> Zach apparently can just take a hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to kind of wrap things up here. What I uh, what I would like to do here at the end of the podcast. Speaking is, of hot um, shits. Speaking of hot shits. <laughs> everyone's uh, favorite glorious hotel that is right across the river next to our beautiful stadium, the Stadium Inn. If you're not aware or familiar with the Stadium Inn, just look it up on Google. It's atrocious. Um, we've got a couple of great reviews that are on Trip Review. I hope that Keith has found one that can be read in under i'd say a minute or two because some of them on there are like war and peace although funny they're quite long but uh keith is going to take us out with a lovely sentimental review of everyone's favorite hotel the stadium all right so i'll just pick the very first one here uh it's one star on TripAdvisor, and uh the title is crack house (laughs) um and it goes a little something like this caleb greer says didn't even stay here me and my fiance drove by it on our way through nashville and seeing the disgustingness we had to look up the reviews reviews confirmed our thoughts this place looks like you could get an std from driving by (laughs) he's all caps now my god it's horrible don't ever stay here for the love of god or yourself if you want hepatitis then feel free but trust me you'll regret it ugh ugh crack house <laughs> p.s no pictures of inside listed which also is surprising given how revolting it is it, i think it's funny that trust me you'll regret it after he speaks about hepatitis 
So does Caleb have hepatitis? <laughs> That's from hepatitis, Caleb. Oh, well, I don't understand. What are you going to regret? Staying at the hotel, the hepatitis, or both? I think staying at. I think Hep C is telling us that uh, it's uh, the hepatitis you'll regret. So some of my okay. first Titans. I, I, have to, I have to read you this one. Oh, okay, so we have a, we have a follow up. Yeah, sorry. These are like McLean tweets. That almost read like a McLean tweet, by the way. Uh, Ghostman three 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 one. From May 2013, How writes, dedicated to the name Ghostman <laughs> that you had to get triple threes and then a one. So that means he typed in Ghostman 333 and was like, motherfucker, somebody's got it. <laughs> but I am the Ghostman, so I'm going to keep plugging away until I get the right number of numbers. Um, the title, also one star. I know, it's shocking, right? <laughs> Don't um, is there any five-star reviews? No. Oh, there was one, okay. which had to have been written by somebody who works there. <laughs> Um, one star review title two nights in hell. <laughs> two nights. Someone stayed here two, two nights. nights. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I w- ghost man says I was on a low budget, and the sign said twenty five dollars per night. So I go to the counter to purchase a week room for one hundred and twenty five dollars. <laughs> the counter area was reasonably clean and kept, but uh, the guy at the counter looked like a crackhead. I was kind of desperate, so being a big dummy, I gave him the money without checking the room first. When I turned the corner, horror started to arise in me. The filth was appalling. I got on the rig- rickety? rickety... He spelled rickety wrong. Ugh. Rickety elevator, which should have never passed inspection to the third floor. Uh, when I entered the hallway, I was appalled by the scene out of a Stephen King movie with crackheads, thieves, and crooks, and murderers running from room to room, smoking crackweed and doing who knows, <laughs> smoking crackweed, crackweed, and doing who knows what. But it wasn't moral. I opened the, <laughs> do- <laughs> I opened the door to two broke down bunk beds that were nasty, and the room smelled like formaldehyde, which he spelled formaldehyde. Uh, I run back down to the counter and demand another room because of the stench. The guy then informs me that a dead body was in that room. Uh, he was blue when they pulled him out, and that was the dif- disinfectant used to kill the dead man. I don't smells. believe this. I don't believe this at all. I don't believe this at all. And he said I would have to stay there or leave with no refund. So being stuck, I go back up to the dead man room and leave the door open all night so the smell could escape. No, I'm not leaving that door open in that place. Absolutely not. Why is there bug beds? <laughs> I slept That's in, what I'm most concerned about. <laughs> I slept in the chair. Now I'm mad and I contemplate my options. I go to work at the Opryland Hotel, taking in all the plush accommodations, comparing it to the hellhole dump I was just staying at. That, that night, I go up to the room, biting my tongue, passing the counter. I go to the sink in the bathroom, and when I did, the whole sink came off, to the, off the wall and crashed to the floor. And a thousand roaches came out of the hole in the wall. And I go back down, and I inform that crackhead attendant, so him and the burly security crackhead guard... Oh, this seems weird. Goes follows me up. Yeah, and is this about to like take a dark turn? <laughs> is this, have you read this whole thing before you're reading it to us? Yes. Uh, crackhead <laughs> attendant. So him and a burly black security crackhead guard follows me up. And when they see it, they commence to trying to beat me up, little knowing that I'm a black belt in karate. I make short <laughs> okay. work of them, leaving them in a pile of roaches. Leaving disgusted, I kick the front door out, smashing the glass into a billion pieces. I get in my car. I drive across the road to wait for the police to come, which never did. So I left not looking back. Next day, when I had better accommodations, I called the health department and reported them. Obviously, no good since they're still in business. All I can ficker 
out is they're paying someone off because that place is a health risk and a den for drugs, sales, and manufacturing with prostitutes spreading disease throughout the city. The place needs dynamited and the whole property quarantined as a toxic waste dump and the owner jailed for life. I believe that last part is a John McClane tweet talking about uh, the Houston Texans being a toxic waste dump. The Texans dump. are so garbage, I'm going to puke. <laughs> he has a lot of texts about puking. <laughs> yeah, vomit. Right, I will tell you all this about um, the stadium and then we're going to cut this shit off. Um, we tailgated in the parking lot of the t- stadium uh, with my <laughs> uncle, father. Father never tailgated over there, but apparently my uncle had. And I uh, kept telling my father that I needed to go pee. And he goes, well, just go inside there. My uncle goes, uh, uh, no, no, he can go pee on the side of the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely more safe for me not to go in the lobby. Um, Mike, how much would someone have to pay you to go and stay one night at the stadium in? $10,000. That's it? One yeah. night for 10000 You would do it for $10,000? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you'd have to go six digits. I would have to definitely go six digits. Hundred thousand, and I must be allowed to bring you bring a sleeping bag, to which I will zip myself up to the. But neck. what if I offered you a second thousand to you're not bring a sleeping neck? bag? So one, you're so you're stopping at the neck with that sleeping bag. Yeah. one hundred thousand and one thousand dollars. Oh, sorry, a second one hundred thousand <laughs> to not have a sleeping bag. No sleeping. You can't. You can only bring. You can't bring anything but the clothes on your body. Nope, I'm out. How much would you need for that? Mike just needs ten thousand. He would do it naked. He would do it naked for fifteen. Mike will do it for a twenty thousand dollar Walmart gift card. <laughs> How much you, would you need, Keith? I don't know, like a spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Oh, not Wendy's. No, I mean I can get that. We're not. We're not going on that. <laughs> I've spent. I would need at least five hundred thousand dollars. I think, especially with the roaches. Half a million. Yeah, I I don't. First off, I don't like roaches. Is this still like with my rules with the choose your own adventure? No, this would I would just bring in the clothes on my body. Mike, have you rethought your answer? Um, as long as it's ten thousand after tax. <laughs> no, he's concerned about the billing. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. It's gone off the rails. The entire fucking podcast. Appreciate you all sticking with us. Football to the ref words. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at F words pod. I think I've caught Zach off guard here. Um, you can follow Mike at Mike Miracles. Internet Keith, he technically has Twitter. I think he's got eight tweets. Zach Lyons. Ooh, up to eight. Takes care of us on Twitter. You find us on your normal podcast feed. If you could rate, review, subscribe, and tell people that you love that you like listening to us and that uh, try not to be offended when you do know. This episode was not brought to you by the State Event or TripAdvisor. For Mike Unless Miracles. They have $10,000 after that. No, that's, that's a weird amount. For Mike Miracles, who joins <laughs> us by phone, Internet <laughs> Keith, Zach, our producer, and your host, Mr. Lebowski, you have been effed. And please do not stay at the stadium in. I got effed at the stadium in once. <laughs>